We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is making me more uncomfortable than I'm like sweating describing how whack this is. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson and just popped a half a Xanax and ready to do this intro. Yeah, last week I said I would disclose what happened with my illness. And I will say that I had, last week I had a herpes scare. Um, What happened was I went to the doctor and she told me I had herpes, and I was really scared. I got a few DMs asking me if it was herpes, and I appreciate that the fans, you know, <laughs> kind of know the brand. No, it's uh, it's actually, like, very shocking because it wasn't what I expected. You know, like, people think you get herpes by, like, having unprotected sex with, like, a homeless man in Atlantic City. And I walked away from that guy, Scott Free. So this, you know, this guy had a job. He was an engineer. Who knew? I was really upset. I was really depressed for a week. I, I thought about calling the suicide hotline number. And then I got phone anxiety. I was like, what if it's like a guy and he thinks I'm being dramatic? And he just like doesn't really want to deal with this. Like maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I kind of just like talk myself out of it and it sucks because there's just such a stigma to it and the person who gave it to me they just fully lied about their past you know I really learned my lesson which is never trust a man I'm also like getting bit by mosquitoes every day I'm like can mosquitoes get herpes I fucking hope so (laughs) like these mosquitoes are attacking me because my blood tastes so sweet 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 it's the herp you can't even say diagnosed with herpes, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got diagnosed with herpes. It's like, no, bitch, you ordered that shit off Tinder. Fuck it. I'm just gonna own it, right? Um, and the truth is, one in three people have it, which most of you are like, mm, that's not true. But one in three of you are like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and once you start telling people, because I thought I had fucking corona, so my friends were like, did you get corona? And I was like, nah, I got the herp. And so many people have it. They're just fucking liars. They're like, oh, don't worry, I got it too. I'm like, you fucking little cowards. <laughs> That's the other thing I did. I was like Googling celebrities with herpes. Yeah, it's like Bill Clinton and Fred Durst. <sighs> anyway, my guest today is very, very funny. He is a writer for The Daily Show, Randall Otis. Very hot on Twitter. 
just a really funny guy, really nice guy. We talk a lot about the herps because he, I got on the call with him after I found out. So it was kind of just like a word vomit. And originally I wasn't going to tell anyone, but then it's kind of like one of those things where it's like people are like, herpes doesn't mean you're a bad person. But lying about herpes makes you a fucking piece of shit, George. Shout out to George for giving this to me. I'm not going to say his last name because it doesn't matter. Whatever. Let's get into it. What a bumpy intro. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Alright, yeah, let's just get fucking into it, dudes. What's up? Where are you right now? In my apartment. On the couch. Chilling. Have you been in New York this whole time? I left one weekend to Rhinebeck, someplace upstate, with my brother and my sister and a couple of their friends. Was it fun? Worth it? Worth the potential virus exposure? It was fun. Uh... We uh, just did exactly what we do here, just chilling with a, in a house with a backyard. The backyard was nice. Yeah, I also feel like there's two, just something being in a different environment with, through this. Wait, I'm assuming you're not in New York. No, I'm in my parents' basement. Damn, that's a really nice bed for a basement. Is it? That's nice. We've had this bed. I think this is my parents' bed when they got married, which is actually really gross now that I'm thinking about it. But They're still together, the original duo? Yeah. Aren't your yeah. parents still together? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just assume everyone else's parents are divorced. You're like, why are you so broken if your parents are still together? I can't imagine my dad being divorced because there's no way he'd ever get married again. I don't even know how he landed my mom, if I'm being real. How did they meet? Uh, it was actually it's weird. Like, my aunt and my uncle, my aunt, my mom's sister, started dating my uncle. And my dad was best friends with that uncle. And so... They met through them, but when they met originally, my mom was like dating someone else and I think engaged to somebody else, but then she broke that off, partially because my grandpa thought he sucked. Then they eventually just randomly moved into the same apartment, like next door to each other and then started dating. Oh, weird. That's fate. Yeah, it's like some rom-com shit. See, that is shit like that that makes you think that fate is real, right? You're going to meet the right person at the right time. Are Are you trying to like have a relationship? I actually just got, I don't even know if I want to put this in the podcast. I literally, this is why I've been such a mess. Are you recording right now? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm telling you this is a person, you're the first person I'm talking to after getting this news. I was kind of seeing someone and then they gave me herpes. Oh, holy shit. That sucks. I heard it's not that bad. I heard it's bad like the first breakout and then after that, it's like not really noticeable. Yeah. Like what happened was I got like really sick. I would want to kill the motherfucker. I would want to, I'd just be like, oh God, that sucks. I thought I had COVID because I was literally in my deathbed all weekend. That's why I, I didn't know you got like sick from herpes. I thought it was just... Mm-mm, you get just, like the flu. Oh. I slept for like 50, I like couldn't get out of bed and I was like, I have COVID. So anyway, this is not what this is about, but this is uh, my morning of real I can't life. believe you're even on this call. I would just be swinging. I actually didn't sleep at all last night. I've been up for like, I didn't have a wink of sleep because I was just like Googling shit. And then I met with a doctor and like immediately she was like, yes, of course. <laughs> She's like, you lived in here. You were crying. I was like, I know. I was just hoping it was like something rare. So did, did you have any like sores or was it just like a weird feeling? It's like multiple. Damn. And it's on the vagina. No. Like near the butt which is the weirdest part so i can't sit down uh, i'm awake now <laughs> that really woke me up yeah i bet you weren't expecting that because i certainly no. Woke- yeah i just have to be super careful and be honest and but like that sucks <laughs> that's probably yeah that's probably the most annoying part is just the talk now you have to do and i feel or like you it- could just be like that dude and just he's still start playing spreading now. Like, I called him after the appointment, obviously, like, hysterical. And he's, like, playing dumb. And I'm just, like, at this point, it's just offensive. I'm surprised I don't have it. I remember one time I went to the um, doctor because, like, my dick was looking weird. And I was like, oh, my God, I have fucking herpes. And then she just, like, looked at my penis. She's like, oh, (laughs) it was eczema. Like, apparently your dick can get so dry. Yeah, you can have eczema on your dick. It's funny because I have like a really bad psoriasis all over the cracks of my body, like under my armpits and like there too. So it's that on top of that. Well, in a way, maybe that's nice. You're like, you're already like aesthetically kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, like it already hurts. So like, just like add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Oh, 
I think honestly though the scariest part is thinking you have it and then once you have it you're like well this is my life now but you just know people talk shit I talk shit like I was like ew that's disgusting and I'm like well still disgusting but now you can um have sex with other people who have herpes and just be like I don't give a shit yeah I feel like that's gonna happen a lot you know like I have the convos like look look before we do anything I have herpes like well that's great because I'll I'll, so do I it's like awesome (laughs) let's go yeah, I guess it really, uh, the, once the biggest fear is kind of out there, you're like, well, I guess AIDS is next. I had chlamydia once. How and I, I mean, I was asymptomatic. I, it was a thing where I was like hooking up with people and then I started dating somebody. But like, of course, the, the person I dated just or hooked up with just before I started dating or going exclusive had chlamydia. So the first time I was dating had chlamydia. She's like, are you fucking cheating on me? I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not cheating. I just didn't get tested for a long time. I'm not cheating on you. I just lied to you fully. No, no, no. I didn't even lie. I was like, I'm hooking up all these people. Um, but then she's like, want to be exclusive? I'm like, all right, let's be exclusive. But then I got it right before we had that conversation. Oh, my God. I, the the STD test, I remember, because I, I just go to free clinics. Those people are so bad. And the guy came back in. He's like, all right, you see this? This is HIV. You don't have that. And that, that's how he told me I didn't have what I didn't have and what I had. So he just like did a countdown. He was like, "Yeah, freaked me the fuck out." But yeah, chlamydia is the only thing I've had, which is like apparently it's like the common cold of STDs. What's I only stop judging STDs once I have them. So chlamydia, if you have it, it's totally fine. You're a normal person. Anything else, gross. Oh, I know. I didn't have anything (laughs) until this. Yeah, you've never had anything. No. And zero to one hundred, huh? Yeah, it's like. Be careful when you talk shit, Randall, because I was talking hard shit to my guy friend in LA, and now I'm like, well, I called him last night, actually. We hadn't spoken in a while, because we have the weird relationship, you know? It had been three months since I talked to him, and I was like, so, I think I have it. Was he laughing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, he was just like- You kind of deserve that one. (laughs) He says it makes it easier to reject people, because they don't care as much. I was like, I don't know if that's gonna make me feel better. Wait, wait, what does he do? Is he just like, it's not you, it's the herpes? Yeah, it's not I don't want, I don't want to infect you. Is that his thing? No, he says like, just like now when he dumps a girl and she's like, whatever, you have herpes anyway. And he's like, sweet. <laughs> Gotta be the benefit of having a small dick. This is like, whatever, you have a small dick. It's like, cool, I can get out of this emotionally. <laughs> yeah, way to drop you have a huge penis, Randall. Saying you don't have a small dick does not mean you have a huge dick. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but it's enough to talk shit. Yeah, of course. But 50% of the population can talk shit. Now, apparently, apparently making fun of small dicks is transphobic. I just found out about that. Is it? I don't know. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, huge win for the fellas if that's true. I didn't engage. I'm just like, I'm just going to take this at face value. And now if anyone ever calls, says that to me, I could be like, you're a bigot. <laughs> what do you think of all this Twitter shit of like, you can't say this, you can't say that. I mean, a lot of it, granted, has been very racist and bad. About what? What kind of topics? Like... Megan Amron, how everyone tried to cancel her for tweets she made that were 10 years ago. Like, it's I don't know, my, was in high school. I just can't, not that I, I don't know what I, I didn't have. Oh, Twitter. I'm so glad I didn't have Twitter in high school. I was That's like, I would have been a terrible person. I don't know. My thing is just like, okay, if you do something wrong or like you offend a group of people, then if you do stuff like tangible things to like make up for it, then you should be forgiven. So I don't know anything about Megan at all. I just like know her tweets, which are like really funny. So I'm like, all right, if she's been like hiring minorities and women and shit, or I don't know who the fuck she offended. I didn't like read too much into it. Then I'm like, all right, that was bad, but you've made up for it in the past 10 years. That's kind of my perspective. Although I I was dying, dying. Do you know Brian Yang? I was all laughing at that as well. I, I, I was... I was laughing so that was like my reality TV for two days. Just that's my biggest thing is just like if you're being a hypocrite about canceling other people, at minimum, just read through your own shit just for self preservation. Yeah, you gotta have a lot of confidence to go hard about someone with all of those tweets. Like it wasn't just like a couple, it was like it was like a lot. Thirty tweets. And he's like, my favorite slave is Lupita or something. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Every group, like making fun of like Jews and black people. And it was like everybody. But he also is very like PC, like I'm the best. So And like going after other people. But it was like, you got to make sure you don't have skeletons in your closet if you're going to do that. Well, it's just funny because people found that so quick. 
that he could have found that so quick. I mean, I remember every once in a while, I only started using Twitter recently, but I'll just like put in my handle and go like, Jew, black, slur, just like look whatever slurs, just making sure I didn't say anything like that or wild. Actually, right now, very confidently like, oh, I haven't, but maybe I should do that too. Because I don't think I have, but it is scary. I can't imagine what it'd be like to like see a tweet and be like, fuck, I said that. Yeah, I don't know. There's like whenever anything goes on that's outside of like black people, I just like i don't know i feel weird like putting my voice to shit damn this loud ass thunder it's been going nuts over here for the past three days and dude the fireworks have been getting even worse it's like every single night who's doing it i i'm one of the people i think is the cia or like the fbi or something planting them it makes sense no one fucking knows who's doing it no one's seeing it I'm just getting used to it at this point because I was kind of close to where like people were lighting cop cars on fire and stuff when all the riots were going down mm-hmm. and I heard like huge bangs and I was like holy shit because I didn't know about the fireworks so I just assumed people were like shooting each other but it ended up just being fireworks. To prove that we need police is that what the goal is here? That's that's the, that's the thinking it's like if you want someone to get rid of these fireworks it's kind of like mafia shit and like be ashamed something happened to this store might need some protection yeah i mean that's one way of doing it but you were saying that you don't feel comfortable saying stuff about i don't know like I don't, it's you we- just, like love chris D'Elia too much that's you don't feel comfortable oh no chris is the one guy i just like went after completely <laughs> i did some like joke about him and drake because i feel like i think drake texts teenagers too yeah. it's very weird I don't know. I remember like with the Dalia thing, because I'm all I can always think back to like moments where I didn't do something wrong, but I could have like with the like texting teenagers. I remember when I was 25, this like 19 year old slid in my DMs and like I didn't immediately just rebuff her because she was like so attractive. But then I just asked like all my friends, I'm like, I can't. Right. And they're like, nah, it'd be weird. I'm like, OK. What's but- funny about that is you were 25 and she was 19, which is legal and not that weird. But that's the thing, I truly, oh, no, no, no. He is a pedophile. (laughs) Everyone said everything, but I I truly don't understand. Like, you can hook up with almost anyone. Like, I looked up Emily Ratajkowski, she's 29. Like, how is that not good enough for you? I think it's a power thing. Like, I've heard that a lot of, like, male celebrities are, they're low-key bi because they, like, fuck dudes. And I'm like, I feel like that's a power thing, too. You fuck any woman in the world, you want to, like, try something else, you know? Oh, you just want to push it? You want the challenge the challenge back? I feels like it. I don't know. I mean, maybe all these actors are, I don't know. And I don't know if these are actually true stories. But it feels like what level, at what level does sex become boring if you can have sex with any girl? So it's like, oh, let's make it a little interesting. Bordering 18. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not defending you. I'm no, no, saying, I don't know. Like I'm, weird yeah. power quirk. It is fun to, you know, have a challenge. I don't know. What's the youngest no, you hooked up with? Uh, like, in terms of age differential? Yeah. I think, like, I don't know, three years? Four years? The youngest person I've ever hooked up with was 19, but that was when I was 21. Because I didn't even lose my virginity until I was 21. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In college? In college. You Junior, went to, uh, where'd you go again? Williams College. Williams, that's right. What were you holding out for? Well, in high school, I was holding out because I was super Christian. And then I kind of was like, okay, I was just like, let myself, I'm like, all right, if I, if I were to have sex, I would have sex. But then I just, I hadn't like flirted with anybody. I didn't, I just, I was completely like awkward around girls sexually. So I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I was 19. I wasn't like, you know, 14. You're basically on on my level. No, but the first person I lost my the person I lost my virginity to is a porn star now. Okay, a name like, drop. It's why yeah, she goes by I think she's cool with me talking about it cuz she talked about it at our digital college reunion, but uh Z- she goes by Zaya Lavelle is her porn name. Okay. I'm going to yeah. look up immediately after this. How was it? It was amazing. I it honestly like made ruined sex for me for a little bit early on because then I slept with other people and I'm like oh this isn't nearly as good but what came uh, first sex with you or porn sex with me yeah because we were both in college um yeah because she was in my grade and then yeah she was like she did, did computer science very smart kind of like introverted she sang on the um acapella group that only sang Disney songs 
I don't know when after college, I haven't talked to her much about it. All those sexual innuendos really got to her, huh? Yeah, man. That honestly makes me respect porn stars a little more because she was like, she's very smart. Williams is a great school. And also she was just so good at this thing. She was like, I should just make this my career. Yeah. And I, because I, I really, before this, I really didn't, I'm like, people don't really like want to do sex work. Because I don't know, like I, I see the sex work as work thing all the time. Yeah. But I'm like, work sucks. So there's like, I assume like any other job, they wouldn't like it. But I'm like, oh, I guess some people really actually do enjoy being a porn actress or actor. She says she likes it still? Um, I haven't asked her specifically. The only thing I've reached out to her about is if she knows anyone at Pornhub. Because I wanted to like see if I could make content with them. But That's she funny. said she doesn't. Is she famous? Let me look this bitch up. Her name is Not- Zaya. X- X-A-Y-A. Do you ever um, watch her stuff? Of course. Of course I do. I subscribe You're to her OnlyFans. We live the best night of my life. Um, it's wild because the, the first Lavelle? video I saw, Lavelle, so the hot. first video I saw of her was her having sex with this guy who I saw all of his, like a ton of his porn when I was a teenager. So I'm like, this is so many of my worlds colliding. But yeah, she's really hot. Very hot. Good job. Nice pull. For losing your virginity, you're like, this is it. I can't get better was, than this. This is God. I, I was such a loser too. I remember like we were dancing together and then I saw her later at the cafeteria like after the party that night. And I was like, hey, I was just wondering if you would like to have sex with me. That's what you said? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. I was like, great. <laughs> Did you tell her it was your first time or no? You just like, no. I mean, I've heard horror stories about like people's first times, but this, if this is me bragging in, sex is not hard. I truly don't understand how anyone thinks it's difficult on any level. It's simple motion. The whole where's the clit, it's there. It's right there. Like, how the fuck could you not know where it is? And just be like, hey, what do you want? That's it. Those are like the three easy things to do. This is Randall Otis, everyone. Uh, do you want to give out your number right now? Because I feel like girls will be texting you. <laughs> no, this is my thing. People say this. I don't know why I'm getting defensive. It it truly just doesn't seem difficult. I think guys get nervous, you know? When you're 27, nigga, read an article and grow the fuck up. No, you know what actually like was a big help for me? I remember in um in high school on the football team, there's this guy who's like, you gotta watch this video. Cause his girlfriend showed him this video of, you know, Nina Hartley. Mm-mm. She she was in Boogie Nights. She was um the porn star that the guy shoots after before he shoots himself. I love that movie. I just can't remember that. She has this video where she just talks about like, just demonstrates like, this is how you go down on somebody. And she has like a series of videos of how to fuck. And like, it's it's amazing. I remember I gave it, I sent it to uh, my friend who her boy, she wasn't like having great sex with the person she was hooking up with. And I'm like, oh, just send this to him and tell me if it makes a difference. And she's like, this is the fucking greatest thing in the world. He like kills it now. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's even American Pie, they have one of those, right? The tutorial. I can't remember American Pie. All I remember is that he fucks a pie and that he like spies on that girl who's changing. That's all I remember. I remember there's like this, maybe it wasn't American Pie, but it was like this book that you went, like how to go down on a girl and he kept secretly pulling it out to read it while he like did it. Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> I mean, I've only done that once and I had no idea what I was doing. So hats off to you guys. I can see, I can see the first, I mean, the first few times, of course, you're just like, ah, a little nervous. But, you know, you just keep your head down. Remember the instructions. Stay confident. Yeah, follow the rules. <laughs> okay, so you saying that you're Christian, this is just funny to me because I, like, my parents weren't Christian, but, like, I went to Young Life camp and all that shit and, like, was, like, in Young Life and, like, very involved in, like, because my- What's Young Life? Is that, like, acoustic- christian yeah that's the Chris. it's like the camp that they take you up in the mountains and they take your phones and they throw oh. you out forever you play like rock songs and shit yeah wow you turn your why christianity sounds horrible is, well is there a difference i mean there were black people at this camp i think there were like two but yeah but like black church you know like the music's better the preachers are better it's easier more entertaining for it you mean a hundred percent and your parents they're still very christian then yes that is so funny that you grew up so Christian and then lost your virginity to a porn star. Yeah, I kind of made a, a pretty big 180. But that's how it happens, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it was just kind of like a slow, I feel bad because my mom, actually, I'm not, my mom might listen to this and she'd be upset, but whatever. 
yeah it's just kind of like a knows by now i feel like i've heard you talk about this uh, yeah but i think it's a thing we just kind of like don't acknowledge you know what i mean like herpes exactly it's just like look i know you have it and we're just gonna to get by and not talk about it it's just gonna be a bumpy road exactly do you still believe in god i would say like 95 percent no but occasionally yes i'm one of those like all all things are one thing douchebag like i did acid and then i'm like okay i understand the universe type thing yeah because I'm that way too like I grew up Christian and like kind of did a 180 not really grew up but I was very I was around it I guess would you pray at night I used to as like a little kid and then I stopped in like middle school I was like this isn't working I lost both my my sixth grade boyfriend cheated on me I was like I lost all faith you had a sixth grade boyfriend yes that's and that's how I have herpes um (laughs) I really wanted to believe in God because I feel like it's easier to accept death which I'm very afraid of Mm mm-hmm and even through all this, like COVID and everything, I would hope there's a fucking God. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I hope I hope there's one too. You know what, honestly, like a lot of what made me lose faith in God is kind of like, I feel like it's the opposite of a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people like, well, it varies. I feel like if sometimes like something really bad will happen in your life and then that'll either make you like go running to God or running away. But for me, it's like, I've had such a good life and then I'm like, I don't deserve any of this shit. Like what type of God would give me this stuff? Like, there's no way. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'll meet, like, really good people who have nothing. And I'm like, okay, they should have this shit, not me. You are a good person. People thought that about Chris, didn't they? No. No one's defending him right now. I mean, Neil Brennan deleted his tweet. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I guess so. I do have a lot of um, self-criticism, which I should probably go to therapy for. That's what I'm in therapy for, but... Man, is she going to have a full ear on Friday? I mean, I guess therapists don't judge you, but is she just like, Hannah, again? (laughs) I feel like she'll be, she's not judgmental, but have you been in therapy? I've been, technically I've been twice. What do you mean technically? Like, I went, I had to go to anger management as a kid, so that was like technically therapy. And then I went to one session when I was in college, and then I didn't go back. Why were you in anger management? Slash how old uh, were you? I was in, I was like fourth grade, fifth grade. What the hell are you doing in fifth grade that you have to be in anger management? Dude, I was like a terrorist when I was a little kid. I would like beat kids up. I was like a huge bully. Um, I would just disrupt class. I'd throw tantrums. I would just like absolutely just fuck with the teachers. I, like I made this one teacher quit basically. But at the same time, I will say this. I was very angry and very like, disruptive but florida was also so racist and so it was it was annoying because i remember i go to anger management and they're like why are you like so angry all the time and like mad at everybody and you seem like you have trust issues and you feel like everyone's out to get you and i didn't have the language but i'm like everyone is racist (laughs) i'm like of course i'm pissed off these niggas are racist my principal had a confederate flag in his office (laughs) like what? Yeah, I would like go to the office, like go to the office, and the person had a like Confederate flag in the background, and they're like talking to me. It's like you gotta learn to tolerate people. I'm like, you gotta learn to tolerate people. Fuck off! Don't tell me what to do. That is insane. What part of Florida are you from again? Central, like Orlando-ish, like suburbs area. I love how you say central, and I just I'm like, ah, makes sense. It all makes sense, no matter where you are. You think Florida is um, as bad as people say? No. Well, it's, it's a mix of a couple things. It's one, like the way our laws work means that you don't have to keep as much about people's like crimes a secret. So that's where all the Florida man stuff comes from is like, oh, look at this person doing this thing. As well, I'm like, that's just because like you're allowed to report on it in that way. So there's a lot more stories, but people are just as crazy other places. But at the same time, I think we have like, we spend maybe are like in bottom five of like taking care of mentally ill people. So they are just kind of like roaming around. Yeah. I mean, I love Miami, but there are moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this is Florida. <laughs> like it's just feels like a different country in a way. Not everyone, but I feel like most normal people from Florida leave. Yeah. I, I don't feel- know why anyone would stay. Dude, the, I remember just the downtown area. Like, I don't know what you do as an adult. Like there's two clubs. One's called Basement and one's called Attic. Like, that's the type of city Orlando is. There's absolutely nothing to do. Did you do anything bad in high school, or were you, like, a really good kid? 
very good kid in high school. I was a, I was like an RA in, cause I went to boarding school. Technically we're called prefects, but yeah, I was one of those people. I was so nice. Why? How did you become that? I feel like mo my friends who went to boarding school did heroin. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I found out about all that later that people, everyone was like doing cocaine and shit and like fucking on the golf course. Um, yeah, my high school had a golf course. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck is this school? Jersey, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. But um, no, basically, I just didn't break any rules. I didn't do anything exciting. Like, the most exciting thing I did one year was like a shotgun Red Bull with my friends don't you like i didn't party in high school either but i'm so glad i didn't like people who did i'm like what a waste of time i don't know i feel like i got my fair share of partying in when i wasn't at school because then i got to come back to florida during the breaks and i was lucky because then my friends who i grew up with became the popular kids and so they just threw all the parties and i got to like absorb their clout just from knowing them and you were like the hot guy from boarding school who was like mysterious in the corner. No, for real. They would like talk me up so much when I was gone. They're like, oh, you're that genius who goes to school up north. I'm like, what the fuck have they been saying? I love that when you go to a different high school and you're like, actually in high school, I was like very awkward. So it wasn't, I was never really, I went to one party with my friend who was like cool. And then it got busted by the cops and she left me. <laughs> Wait, because you're from the suburbs. Did you have the phenom where like there'd be like kids would be throwing a party and their parents would join in on the party? I never experienced that, but the thing about moms making out with high school boys was definitely real. I forget what's her that girl's name. She like the girl the daughter had big boobs and the mom would just make out with all her friends. Oh my god. Yeah. And they're like sixteen year olds. Yeah, they're sixteen year olds. One of my friends actually just told me the other day that he he had sex with two moms in the same night when he was 17. What? Yeah. What party is that? Like, the, was, both the moms were there and he just, like... Yeah, it was, like, one one mom was hosting it at her place. And then, um, like, everyone else is partying. And then they're going off to this other party. Um, and he's hanging out with them in the garage. And they're like, hey, man, come on. Like, we're going to the next spot. He's like, actually, I think I might call tonight. It's like, oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. And then, like, they just keep drinking wine and... He starts hooking up with one of the moms and then she's like, Aha, I can't believe I'm doing this. I have a husband and then like runs away. <laughs> and then the other mom is like, where'd Miss blah, blah, blah go? And he's like left. And then she's like, well, want to tuck me into bed? And then he had sex with her. Does he regret it? Uh, no. He says in hindsight, he probably was the definition of groomed <laughs> and I guess statutory rape. But he's like, I thought it was fun and funny. It's interesting because losing your virginity for girls and guys is so different. I think that's where it's like, like guys are like, yo, sick. I fucked two moms in one night. Where it's like, girls are like, they'll look back and be like, am, am I no one dating me because I fucked a 40-year-old when I was 16? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, eats away it does, the self-esteem. Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't seem fun. Like, I lost my virginity in a basement of a frat. And I ended up getting a UTI. And then God like, damn! <laughs> Yeah. Did you not? Did you not pee after? No, because it was the first time. I didn't know that was a rule. And then I went to the gynecologist, and he, like, was so creepy. And now I'm in a lawsuit for that. So that was. Like, oh no! That was the no. That was the, what's his name? Tyndall. Fuck. Mm -hmm. That's the gynecologist you went to after the UTI for the virginity you lost in a basement at a frat. You know what's crazy? The gynecologist that molested me, his name was George. Is the guy who gave me her his, his name was George. Jesus Christ. Is that that's is that the same because you went to USC, right? Yeah. Is that the same guy who like all those gymnasts and stuff came out at some like award show? That was Larry so, Nasser at Michigan. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. So he was yeah. the coach. This guy was just the gynecologist, like generally. So every time a girl like lost her virginity or like hadn't had sex yet, he fully just like jumped on it and like took advantage because he knew they had never experienced anything. Uh... And what's crazy about that story too is like apparently the president knew he had a he had a closet full of pictures of women's vaginas and the president knew and he'd like swept under the rug because he didn't want USC to get bad press. And then when it all came out, he had to like step down as a president. That's it? Yeah, he didn't like, like go to prison? Yeah, I don't even know where they're at with this prison shit. Wow. It, it truly sucks to be a woman. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's the worst. You have had such a horrible series of events. Honestly, right now, like, sucks a lot of ways. <laughs>
Like every piece of news I read, I'm like, God fucking damn it. I can't believe people, it's like so hard not to like be a pedophile or to not be racist. It's just like hard for people. Yeah, it really does seem like everybody is a pedophile. <laughs> like after like the Epstein shit, and now we're going through like Me Too part two, especially in comedy. I was like, is everybody a pedophile? Did you watch the Epstein documentary? I didn't see the documentary. It's pretty fucked. I mean, that guy was a con artist. Yeah, I don't even know how he made all his money. He didn't graduate college. I don't even know if he graduated high school. It was like this weird thing. He just kept manipulating his way to the top. And a lot of the people in the documentary were like, yeah, I hired him because we knew he was uh, dirty. So like- and what's good? Oh, oh, like he'll play dirty to get like yeah. what he wants? So the guy, this one guy on Wall Street, he was like, yeah, I was running a full Ponzi scheme and I hired him and it's my biggest regret of my life. I went to jail for 10 years, but I regret hiring Epstein because he raped all those girls. But back to, I guess, your friend who is, is that rape of those women? It's a weird thing to say, like, when it's statutory, to just like say rape, you know, because it's like, well, but. Yeah, because you think of like, yeah, the more forceful type. And it is weird because like, I never know how to respond to anything when you talk to people about their experiences and now I'm like from like online I'm like conditioned to I'm like all right this is the response I'm sorry that the worst thing ever happened to you but then he's like I'm fine so now I'm here I'm like all right should I laugh too or is this one of those things where like you're not fine but you have to say you're fine but you really does seem fine and actually happy and thinks it's funny so I'm like I have no idea and because like stuff has happened like I remember one time I was in college and like, I drank too much, I passed out, woke up, this guy is just on the couch trying to grab my dick. And I was like, ah! You really do have a good dick, this random dude. I'm, I'm, I'm irresistible. I can spit game unconscious, apparently. That's how good I am. Was he going OTPS over? It, it was OT on the way to uh, UT. Yeah, that'll uh, wake you up. It really did, it got me, I'm like, oh, I thought I was, I was ready to just call it a night, but I'm like, all right, time to go dance, and I got a lot of energy. But even that, like, for me, looking back, I'm not, like, traumatized or anything. And it's, like, kind of funny, especially considering other stuff about them that I can't say because then it would reveal who they are. And I don't know why I'm protecting this person, but I am. Is he out as gay? Oh, yeah, he was out then. Well, it's, well the thing that's funny is that they are trans. They're trans. And I just remember, like, they had this post online about, like, coming out as trans. And everyone's like, oh, yes, congratulations. And part of me just wanted to be like, I could really just blow this up by being like, hey man, remember when I was passed out and you tried to grab my dick? Yeah, really ruin it, her moment, I guess. <laughs> That's the thing, I wanted to ruin her moment so bad. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't really care that much. Yeah, do you, you don't think it affected you at all? No, shit like that happens all the time. Nigga, just people like grabbing me in clubs and shit. It's not to the, like the level of a woman, obviously, but I'm like, yeah, this stuff happens. Yeah, a part of me too is like, you have to pick your battles, right? Of mm -hmm. like bad things that can happen, especially as a woman, which is like sad to say, but it's like, you have to make hard lines of what's all right. Like that was inappropriate, but like, I'm not gonna blow this up because it's not helping. You know what I mean? This sounds bad. I'm saying like yeah, this thing. I, I'm like I'm gonna be canceled after this. I just no, that's why no, I just I like think, I don't think I don't mean it like that. Like pick your battles. I meant like because that's not okay. But if it like really didn't affect your life, it's like I don't know. Maybe you should have. Now I'm like maybe that is bad. But well, I guess it's hard because if you blew up every time someone like violated you or your space like that, it would take up your entire life. I, that's where I totally understand. Like I've had like friends who come to me who've like been raped or assaulted a number of ways, and they're just like. I just don't want to deal with it. I just want to like go to the movies, do my job, do comedy or whatever. And I just don't want to be like known as rape girl or whatever. And it just takes up so much fucking time and energy. So I totally understand just being like, whatever. I'm just gonna just not even deal with this. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. It's like, it, yeah, how much do you want this to like control your life? Because no matter even if you're completely in the right, like you being there on the couch, I guarantee if you would have said something, people would have said shit to you, like you're transphobic, you're a bad person. And not everyone, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like there's always pushback. I'm well, saying, at the time, no, I remember I was like, I was with my friend, I'm like, yo, look, cause you like, or I don't know the what you're supposed to do when someone transitioned, what they were for, like how you're supposed to acknowledge them. I guess I'll just use what they're using now. But she, um, she like was texting me. It's like, 
so, so sorry if I was a little forward. <laughs> and I was like showing my friends and just like laughing. I'm like, look at this fucking loser. So that was my reaction at the time. I was like, ha ha, bitch. Like, this is hilarious. This person's got no game. That, that, was my, that was my mindset at the time. I guess that's what it is too, of, um, especially with guys. If I feel like a little violated, like you're crossing a line, I can be like, stop, you know? As opposed to if it's someone bigger than me or intimidating. If you're in a situation where you feel like you physically can't get out of it, it's like a whole different thing. Yeah. I remember I, I, I was like dancing or a dancer a lot and I would go to dance classes. And then this one guy who were in the same dance class and he was like, oh, you're a really good dancer. I'm like, oh, you too, man. It was like fun. But then he just was like stalking me. And the way dance classes work is like you'll dance in the mirror, but at the studio I was at, you can look in to see how the dancers are dancing because it's really fun, you know, see the dance class before you, what they're doing. And this nigga, I don't know how he found out where I was, but he would just be there every single time, like just watching me dance in this dance class. And the classes are like an hour and a half. So I'm just like looking in the mirror, doing my thing, doing like isolations. And I'd look over it. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Like, get the fuck out of here. And I stopped dancing at that studio for like a while. Because I'm just like, I need to get away from this dude. It would have motivated me. I would have been like, yeah, I'm fucking good. <laughs> that Watch is me creepy. move, bro. But that's how women feel all the time. It's like this guy, like, I was walking in the village, and he was this very scrawny white dude with, like, tattoos on his knuckles, I think, or he was wearing rings or something, because I looked back, and he had, like, he had his hood up, and he had stuff on his knuckles that made me a little uncomfortable. But he was just, like, falling so closely behind me that I just kind of moved to the other side of the sidewalk, like, so he wouldn't be directly behind me. So I could like kind of see. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm not following you, which is like something you say when you're definitely following someone. Was it a black dude? No, it was a white guy. Oh man, no, no, fuck that guy. Cause I, if it was a black dude, I totally, and it's like, sometimes I'll be behind somebody. I'm like, fuck, following them. <laughs> no, honestly, now I like, I don't know. I You can tell me this is a racist joke. I've always said, like, I, I felt like a guy was following me. I'd prefer him to be black than white because, like, a black guy would probably just kill me or whatever. But a white guy would, like, take me home to his basement and, like, cut me into little pieces and tell me about his mother. But, like, either way, a guy's going to murder you. But I feel like a white guy's going to fucking wear your skin. <laughs> that's one of those jokes that's very funny because originally, I'm like, because I heard the kill, I'm like, well, yeah, it's racist if you think a black guy's going to kill you. But then I'm like, oh, if it's just men. And then I'm like, no, it's not. I think that's a good joke. It took me a second. My problematic (laughs) radar was like detecting 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 no i think we're clear yeah no because i feel anytime a guy is following me or i feel like he's too close i just get nervous because i'm coming home late from sets like sometimes i'll walk home and it's like even a woman i don't know just like something if it's i just don't like people being near me yeah or just like when you're on the street and it's just me and a dude i'm like there's no one on the street right now like it could really go either way here oh 100 pick up the pace a little bit start making turns do you feel that way though like do you feel like some women are like is this guy following me but new york it's hard because it's like the streets are narrow and it's like you're all walking the same place well that's the thing like sometimes you can tell me if this is creepy i don't follow anybody but sometimes like i'll be walking behind someone who's like really attractive i'm like i'm not gonna follow you but i really hope you're going the same way i am because it's just fun to look at you because you're so hot is that creepy i don't know maybe it is no, it's only creepy if you actually just follow her. But Yeah, because then they'll I make a right, think... and I'm like, I'm going left, so I'm like, eh, it's over. But I would say, why not stop and ask for her number? That's insane. Have you ever responded positively to a guy asking for your number on the street? No, because any guy who does is so weird, but... That's what I'm saying. But if a guy... I feel like just by the fact of being on the street, it is weird. I know, but I think we should try to normalize that, you know? I, hmm. you're like no nah, I, I, I personally would never do it that's partially because like I barely even ask women out if I enter that's ask, not an argument you shouldn't be like I barely ask women out so no you should ask women out no nah, you don't need to after a while I just like what is how do I meet women online after shows and that's it and then occasionally no I really don't approach women that often which may sound braggadocious, but I, I, I don't. That's the thing with stand-up. Women approach guys. Guys do not approach women. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, do you want more guys to approach you after sets? I mean, I'm working on a herpes bit right now, so probably not. 
No, I think it's awkward. I, I feel like you'll be pleasantly surprised with how few guys this will actually stop. It's just going to be an awkward conversation. And I'm like very non-confrontational. So I kind of think this is God's way of like making me be a little more upfront with people and relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would just want to have like an audio recorded message on my phone. Be like, here, just listen to this while you use the bathroom. It's like, hi, I'm Hannah. You're probably in my bedroom right now. I have herpes. I'm currently freshening up. But uh, let me know what you think when I get out of the bathroom. All right. Did you listen to the message? <laughs> He's already gone. But yeah, I get And he stole my phone. Honestly. Are you not dating anyone right now? Um, no. No. I'm kind of like... Yes. No, it's a... Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. and I don't think she'll listen to this. Oh. We, uh, Just kidding. She's really cool. And we, like, were going on dates and stuff for, like, three months. And we were uh, open... And then she like moved to another state and then she was going to move back. Um, but then COVID happened. So it's been like nine months maybe since I've seen her, but then we like text every day and she, yeah, we're not dating mostly because uh, she had a post the other day about like her niece asking her if she has a boyfriend. She doesn't know. It was like set up to a joke. And I will admit, I, I read that, and even though I'm like, oh yeah, I totally understand, that makes sense, I would describe us as dating, I was like, huh, but do you care about me? <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what that move was. That was her trying to get your attention, being like, fucking make me your girlfriend, bitch. Maybe. But I feel like we have to see each other in person until that could even happen, you know? So in like two years? Something like that, yeah. Are you seeing people in the COVID, like through quarantine or not really because of this girl? I have uh, seen other people, but I remember we had a conversation about us still being open the last time we talked about it. So what you're saying is you're not a bad guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a good, I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like weird about it. I guess the reason I feel weird is because we haven't checked up on it for like a couple months and I feel like I should check in again. But at the same time, if she made a post that we're not, dating then i feel like the previous agreement still holds right i sound like a lawyer honestly my relationships right now of what people are are so skewed because the next person i date is going to be my husband and he has to deal with the fact that this is my life but i, I yeah i don't really remember what it's like to have like free range in relationships because i can't do that anymore <laughs> but you sound okay do you like open relationships i've never really been in a closed one you know like i've always been like whatever and I, I've only really like loved one person and um, he didn't like feel the same way, so. I was so mad when I realized love is real. Does it suck? I felt, uh, yeah, I was like. you fell in love with? Um, she was my um, dance instructor actually in college. And then she, she was like three grades ahead of me and then she graduated, but then we had like, probably like the most romantic summer I've ever had together. It was just like absolutely incredible like rom-com level shit and you what kind of rom-com shit are we talking here it sounds so whack when you say it out loud i i really feel like a pussy <laughs> um i don't know like i remember like one time we were outside this is gonna sound so whack like we were outside of a park and she's like what's what's a place like no one's ever kissed you before i'm like i don't know like my eyebrow she kissed my eyebrow and my heart like popped out of my chest and that uh she kissed your eyebrow that's how you fucking know you're in love you know what i mean you're like oh that porn star was like the best ever and then you're like this girl kissed my eyebrow and changed my life it was it was really nice yeah we'd just be like out to like 3 a.m like just talking about anything um this is making me more uncomfortable than i'm like sweating describing how whack this is well i know exactly what you mean because you're just that's like, the thing that sucks about love is because it's small shit that sounds dumb as fuck but i'm like okay nigga it it felt good to me okay that's how i feel but no it's true but that's the thing with love is like the bachelor you think you're in love because you're on all these fucking great trips but that's not what it is and that's why they always break up when they get back because they're sitting on the couch and they're like this actually sucks it's like when you're on the couch with someone just hanging out and you're like, oh my God, like I could like do this forever. I, I like don't want to do anything else. Exactly. It's like, fuck. And then, and then you date other people and then you're like, you're not her. You'll never be her. <laughs> How long did that last? Uh, oh, disappoint with other people? Yeah. 
You're like, to uh, this day. That's why I haven't committed to this girl. Yeah. Nah, I mean, um, I've dated since then. And I would say, I've, I've, this is the thing. I'm always so nervous because I feel like, oh, these people are going to listen to me on a podcast, which maybe is a narcissistic thing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But I'm like, I've, I, I don't think I've been in that level of love with anybody else. I think but then I, again, I'm like, was I just young? No, that's not true because we've seen each other since then and the feeling's still there. So I'm like, no, okay, I'm 27 now. and uh, So it's age verified. I know the feeling of being like, am I too young? Because I've loved, I think I've loved two people actually, but I don't count the guy from high school because I was like so in love with him. It's like, you're in high school, you know? Yeah. But still, I threw till this last guy, which lasted, I was in love with him. I mean, arguably till yesterday or it's still happening but um it feels the same even though that was so long ago like that level of like infatuation and like caring about someone feels the same so that's how it confirmed to me it's like it's not really age because you know when you feel something exactly it's the you know when you feel it but i've never been in a mutual relationship like that so it's very um fucked up it's really nice for a summer you know you had your grease summer yeah it was like sisterhood of the traveling pants shit. I feel, you know what it is? Like, like I'll meet people and I'll go on dates and it's like, I'm not going to fall in love with somebody instantly. That never happens. But I do have the feeling where I'm like, okay, I could see myself falling in love with people. Like I could see that being a thing, even though I'm not. Whereas other people, I'm just like, this will never be anything. I feel that way about most dates I go on. Actually, this last guy, I thought it, it was like, so fun like this is my fucking karma is this gonna give you ptsd when you meet like another really nice person you're like are you gonna give me aids is, is that what this feeling is is this yeah. feeling my body warning me that you have a std yeah yeah it's not potential for love it's actually just a fucking virus but now i have that we're not making jokes and of course this is the that's shirt. a very funny shirt i'm wearing a shirt that says side bitch i get the news from my doctor in the shirt that's i mean come on and the way she said i'm sorry oh side bitch with herpes did they give you creams and stuff or regiments that you have to do now i have to go pick them up this afternoon ask my mom to borrow her car (laughs) make up a live why i'm leaving it's just that's the weird part about living at home is i'm like i'm like kind of whispering you know yeah. It's crazy. Like that's insane. But do you feel like you walk on eggshells when you are around your parents? Like some people have very open dialogues with their parents, and I'm just like, mm, that's not my relationship. Not on eggshells. No, I'm relatively relatively open with my mom at least. My dad, not as much so. My dad, like we have that like classic '50s relationship. It's like I'm not your friend, I'm your father. When I go on solo car rides with just me and my dad, it's the most awkward shit in the world. It's just. Me sitting, him sitting. We're just both trying our goddamn best. But both of us are like, this is weird. What do you listen to for music? Oh, I'll, anything. I'll put on anything. Or he'll put on some, he listens to smooth jazz a lot. Or he'll play one of the like songs he listened to in college. And he's like, did I ever tell you about Sly and the Family Stone? I'm like, yep, every single time we ride together. But what did your dad do again? He was the CEO of Darden. Was like I knew you wrestling. were rich. People, not, people will like, quote unquote, find this out. I'm like, it's in my act. I talk about it openly. You also work hard. So it's very odd to me when like rich kids work hard. It's very <laughs> rare to find that. Well, I feel like I work hard because I'm rich. Because I'm like, I know people will rightly assume that I've gotten a lot of things because I'm rich. Which, correct. So I'm like, all right, I got to prove these niggas wrong. I got to be better than everybody. So I got to like get really good at whatever I, think I do. People who say that are jealous of you. I think it's, for me, it's not easy. Cause I'm like, maybe you are jealous, but also you are correct. Like I cannot deny that you're correct a little bit. I guess there's that in the back of your head, but you could, you could easily use your dad's money and do nothing. I say, I can't imagine that, but I guess that's what I've been doing for the past three months. So I totally can't imagine that. That's Wait, the thing. Super- a daily show. Yeah, but that's not hard. You're underestimating yourself. That's all. Yes, it is. It is very hard. I truly don't think it is. Like, writing late night jokes is not difficult in the slightest. You got to set up. All right, what's weird in this situation? That's weird. All right, what jokes can I make about that weird thing? Boom, boom, boom. You're done. 
Do you think um, with all like the protests and stuff going on, have they been like looking at you guys for like from because like, you said you don't feel comfortable speaking out of anything that's outside of. Yeah, because typically like what I'm it's more just like if I don't know the ins and outs of something, I'll just retweet a woman who's talking about the thing. You know what I mean? Like if I feel this way about something, I'm like, all right, she said it. That's exactly how I felt with Black Lives Matter. I was like, I'm just gonna retweet. Yeah, because I'm like, all right, messaging wise, I don't know if I'm gonna have a better message than anybody, so I'll just boost people and then I'll just do shit in private. Yeah. Because that's the thing that annoys me is when like people talk all this stuff. Like there's been so many people, especially around Black Lives Matter stuff, uh, people in entertainment who are like, oh, like we need to stand up for black people. And then they immediately get called out like, nigga, like you never listen to the black people. You don't hire any black people. Like what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh, like, and I don't want to be that type of person. So I'd rather just do the inverse where I'm like, all right, retweet all this. Then I'll try to like, get women hired on my own or something. You know what I mean? No, I felt the same way. Like I felt bad because I was like, I don't want to seem silent, but I also don't want to make these big statements of like, seems performative or, you know what I mean? I'm like, I need to read more books. I think people realize like they don't need to speak sometimes. Yeah, I can totally understand. It's like confusing because I remember um, like when Me Too part one was going on, I would see like two, because this is also a test of me spending too much time on Twitter. But I remember one time I saw two tweets back to back, both with like 500,000 likes. One of them was, um, men, in this time, you better speak up on behalf of women. I'm like, okay. And then the next tweet was, men, it's time to sit down and listen, maybe shut up for once. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and so it's so uh, I was like, uh, so I, I can I empathize with like messaging being kind of confusing. Yeah, I'll see like it's like white people, it's not white versus black, it's racism versus everybody, you know, everybody versus racism. But then it's like, hey, white women, shut up. And I'm like, well, that's very specific. It is funny, especially because I've been a part of it. Like, man, well, people are coming after white women online. I mean, I don't blame them. Like, I've had my fair share of fits in a Panera, but like, and then these women do this stupid shit when the camera's running. Not that. Oh like, man, in the yeah, the grocery store. The yeah, most, throwing shit. Like around. seven this week. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So I totally get it. And yeah. I will say, like, obviously, I mean, obviously, you know this. It's it's totally what it feels like. Like you're a black person, especially like growing up and like watching the news. Like, whoa, tonight's news. Look at these niggers robbing the store. I'm like, God damn it. Like, why is this always the news? <laughs> if you watch Richard Pryor's police jokes, it's like, oh, it's the exact same thing. You could, if I told these jokes today, like no one would be like, that's a little dated. I feel like for the first time, at least on a pop culture level, or at least mass national consciousness, maybe just white people, they're like, all right, systemic issues is what's the problem. It's not individual acts of racism. Systemic, systemic, all of it's systemic. So it does seem odd when like, a large amounts of energy seems to be spent on individuals, which that's very broad because I guess you could come back as like, what about Delia? Should we not call him out? I'm like, no, he's a pedophile and call him out. <laughs> like if you're trying to change systemic issues, like it's not that you should never, but it's like how much attention should you pay to individual cases of discrimination? I also think America has this problem of like, we're all so non-confrontational that like we're afraid to call people out when they say something racist or say something sexist. So we should yeah. learn in that moment to be like, don't say that. That's very racist. Like, don't say that. That's a rape joke about a woman who like got raped. Like, that's not funny. But it's yeah. hard in the moment to be like, eh, ooh, ooh. But you kind of have to, I guess, because like dealing with shit yourself is part of what we're aiming for if we're talking about like police abolition then it's like all right if you have a noise complaint you can't just call the cops you have to actually just go up to their door knock on the door and be like hey did you keep it down they'll be like oh either maybe they'll be an asshole but a lot of the times be like oh sorry and then you don't have to call the cops because you can just deal with shit yourself i feel like that's kind of implicit is like you're gonna have to deal with more shit on your own or at least as a community if you're not gonna call the cops what do you think new york is right like right now because i talked to ian finance last night and he was like it's so depressing here because i was thinking about coming back but i mean people are starting to come out again there's people yeah people are like on the street there's bars you can drink on the sidewalk now it's new like orleans? new orleans over here yeah. yeah so are you going out like drinking at the bars and stuff no well, I went with my brother the other day to like an outdoor bar and it's kind of nice. There's a lot of people in parks. Protests are still going on. There's like huge numbers of bikers. I think people like camping out at City Hall. Obviously Great Depression level unemployment lines. 
it just feels like summer camp in, in New York. Like, what is anyone doing? The world just like roaming the streets with cocktails. It's, it feels like we're all on time out. Yeah, right? That's what it feels like. It feels like this is like everyone's gap year. Yeah. The thing I like to like kind of wrap things up with is that, well, you were like a good kid, so it makes it tough. But um, what's like one secret you have that you never want your parents to know? There was a night I like got like really almost died um that that would probably freak him out it was so more rich kid shit uh we have a place in the bahamas and uh randall why don't we hang out more i i should go there more often i really don't take advantage of that place why don't we go can we go i mean you have herpes and i don't you know if it's gonna be a fucking type environment with all the other people i don't want to expose them uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna get a lot of it. So just, anyway, continue. Well, all my friends probably have herpes, but um, yeah. So we were there, and me and two of my friends from high school, and then we were like, oh, let's go to Atlantis, you know, just have fun for the night. And my friend Toby was also in the Bahamas at the time, and he's like, oh, let's all go together. And it's like, we went, we started, we got like pretty drunk at the place and we wanted to go to this club. And he was bragging the whole night before we went to the club. He's like, oh man, like I know the bouncer, we can get him totally free. And then we That's get there. the accent you're doing for him? I, I can't do accents, this is why I'll never be on SNL. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm British, oh, oh. Okay, got it, got it. Oh yeah, Toby, Moscow. Uh, so we went to the, uh, place and it's like a different bouncer and he's like ah, i don't know who the fuck you are like look you should all just pay 25 bucks to get in and then toby at this point is like belligerent he's like fuck this he's like we're going somewhere else and so we get into a taxi to go to senior frogs and so we're just like drinking there and then we start hopping between bars and oh i forgot to mention that at this point in nassau they're going through one of the worst crime waves of their history like the murder rate is the highest one of the highest it's ever been and they're like telling tourists to not go into Maine town Nassau because there's been like kidnappings and shit. And so I like at this point I'm like fading in and out of consciousness and I'm sitting on the side of the road and Toby and my friends are like hitchhiking in the middle of the street. And then this big van comes up and then they like pick me up and they're like taking me into the van. And I noticed that the license plate of the van is like painted over. The guy who's driving, he, he looks like um, Samuel L. Jackson in that Quentin Tarantino movie where he has a ponytail, it's like a cue ball. Jackie Brown. He looks like Samuel L. Jackson and Jackie Brown. But yeah, like, is and so we just spend the night with this guy who's driving us around. I'm like fading in and out. I, I pass out and I wake up and we're in like this shanty town area and he comes back in the car and he has like a huge bag full of weed. And then he like puts a gun on top of the dashboard and we're driving around. And then my friend just starts like, going at him he's like i heard bahamian weed sucks i heard bahamian weed ain't shit and then um i pass out and i wake up and then there's like some woman in the car and he like picked up a prostitute and then i was like begging him to take us back because he's like driving us further and further away from like where we're supposed to be and i'm like dude i'll like i, I don't know where you're taking us I'm like I I i'll i'll pay you like any amount of money to, for you to take us home <laughs> right now i'm like about to piss myself there's a prostitute in the car there's a fucking gun <laughs> and uh there's a lot of weed there's a lot of weed Was you just like smoke something yeah and he's just like laughing the whole time i was like i thought you americans wanted to have some fun baby <laughs> and i'm like no and i'm just crying but eventually i'm like oh, i promise to give him like a a lot of money if he takes us back and so he takes us back i go to the atm i give him the money and then we uh how much like, money it was like 500 dollars yeah i would have paid that yeah and then he just takes us home or not him then we got a taxi home how I'm old were you i was like 18 yeah there's nothing scarier than being in the back of a van of a guy who has a ponytail like never mind the gun thing but just like a ponytail there's something about it in a van that's like this is not gonna you're not gonna go end up in like a normal house yeah it's it's not gonna end well i mean that's when a boy becomes a man i guess yurt like that's yeah. like textbook scary yeah that was free and the, but also the whole time i was like am i being a pussy about this <laughs> that's how i felt the whole time whenever i would like complain like oh, you knew you're gonna be a comic you're just like self-deprecating the whole time yeah, like, I, me yeah i'm being a bitch like so what people are in cars with guns and weeds and prostitutes all the time yeah, you're like, can you please drive us home? Also, do you think I'm annoying? Am I? Are you mad at me? Yeah. 
Can you give me $500? Will you at least, like, friend me on Facebook? Um, all right. Well, thanks for doing this. Truly, this morning, I was going to get up, and I had bigger plans. So when I was very not responsive, I felt very bad. But And I wasn't even going to tell you what had happened, but I'm like, I felt like I had been so weird. Because yesterday, I, like, kind of thought I did. It was like, anyway, thank you for coming on. And I felt like I was being rude, but it was just because I got this bomb dropped. And I was like, uh, well, Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, I, I just get, I mean, I would, I, God, I, if I were you, I feel like I want to tell no one and everyone at the exact same time. I don't really want anyone to know, but also like people talk and like a part of me is like, if I don't just. I've already texted like three people about it. Great. Um, <laughs> if any of them have it, you know, shoot them my number. But uh, it's kind of like one of those things I'm not going to like open with it at dinner parties, but also. I can't try to hide it because that's even weirder because then pe- more people are just going to talk shit. Yeah. I don't even care if people talk shit. Whatever. I talk shit because I was pissed when I'm mad at something. Like I'm not even just saying it to say it. I really don't think it's that bad. Most people I know have had one outbreak and never again. So. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for you. That you're not one of those repeat people. But you can also take medication to prevent it. So I will be doing that. Which I don't know why more people don't do that. I guess it's expensive, maybe. That is such a funny soundbite to have to anything. I don't know why people don't do that. I guess it costs money, but I don't know. Yeah, well, losers. <laughs> yeah, until I Stop get- being <laughs> poor. Um, all right, well, do you want to plug your handle and stuff? I feel like you have more followers than me anyway, but... Follow me at Randall Otis TV if I'm not canceled already for some reason or another by the end of this. I'll let you know when I'm back in New York and then we can like plan the Bahamas or. Hell yeah, dude. You got a little herpes. I'll get it by the time you come back. So then you'll have like, you know, camaraderie. Hey, you can fuck Nick Mullen now completely without any, without anything, without any reservation. Wow. I think he broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. And now he's got that beard. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta move back to New York to the swoop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.